Hello this is Ayush from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday the 25th of March and with nearly 53000 coronavirus cases India saw the biggest single day jump in total infections in nearly 5 months. Maharashtra and Gujarat saw the highest single day spike since the pandemic began. As the country continues to see a surge in infections amid concerns over a second covid wave The government yesterday said a new double mutant variant of the coronavirus has been detected in 18 states in the country in addition to many other strains or variants of concerns called VOCs which have been found abroad. People above 45 years of age can get themselves vaccinated from April 1st. According to the health ministry about 88% of all COVID-19 deaths in the country are taking place in the age group of 45 years and above making them the most vulnerable group that needs to be protected. So far according to government figures more than 5.2 crore doses of vaccines have been administered. Reports said that India has put a temporary hold on all major exports of the AstraZeneca coronavirus shot made by the Serum Institute of India. The government has told states to focus on the test, track, treat strategy to curb the rise in daily infections. States have also been told to impose restrictions locally to ensure that covid protocols such as wearing masks and social distancing are followed. Internationally, over 124 million cases have been recorded so far with 2.7 million fatalities. The Supreme Court allowed the pleas of several women SSC officers seeking grant of permanent commission in the army and held that the annual confidential report evaluation process was flawed and discriminatory in nature. A bench headed by Justice D.Y. Chandrachur said the process by which women officers were evaluated did not address the gender discrimination concern raised in the verdict delivered by the apex court last year according to the indian express the court also noted that trials and tribulations of army life become more difficult when society gives women the responsibility of childcare and domestic work too the petition was seeking a direction that contempt proceedings be initiated against those who had allegedly failed in their duty to comply with the top court's earlier judgment The Press Trust of India reported that in their petitions the women army officers have alleged that the directions were not being complied with in letter and spirit. In February 2020, the Supreme Court allowed women officers in the army to be eligible for command positions on par with male officers, asserting that the government's arguments against it were discriminatory, disturbing and based on stereotypes. The court also said that the permanent commission would be available to all women regardless of their years of service. Amid the ongoing farmer protests the focus will be on the proposed changes in the labor laws with more than 300 retired government officers set to be a part of the Kirti Kisan Mahapanchayat in Ludhiana this Sunday it will be attended by farmer leaders as well retired IAS officer SR Ladhar said that among many irregularities the four labor laws have many dangerous clauses such as laborers will now be paid on an hourly basis and not any minimum wages nullifying the Sunday holiday Farmer leaders Balbir Singh Rajewal, president of the BKU Rajewal faction, Harmeet Singh Kadian, president of the BKU Kadian, both members of the Samyukta Kisan Morcha will be attending this mahapanchayat. According to Express, advocate Bhanu Pratap and labor activist Nadeep Kaur will also be present. A brainstorming session will be held after Sunday's mahapanchayat in which it will be decided how to make people aware about changes in labor laws along with farm laws so as to make workers aware about what lies ahead. Goa Chief Minister Pramod Sawant presented the budget in the state assembly announcing the establishment of a state mining corporation 
subsidy in the landing and parking fees for chartered flights to draw international tourists, and the completion of a greenfield airport at Mopa by August next year. The budget also announced a stray cattle management scheme for Goshalas, a new fanny policy to promote the drink as Goa's heritage spirit, and the pursuit of a GI tag for coconut fanny and popular dessert bebinka, among other things. The Goa government, reeling under a direct annual revenue loss of 600 crore rupees, had filed a review petition in the Supreme Court against a ban on mining imposed in 2018. Savan said in his budget speech that his government is committed to restarting mining in Goa to promote ease of doing business. The state government will also amend the Goa Minor Mineral Concession Rules to ensure a seamless process for grant of leases for minor minerals. The CM said the government has set aside 1,720 crore rupees for the health sector, a jump of 20% over the last year. The state announced the Mukhya Mantri Dev Darshan scheme for senior citizens to visit pilgrimage sites across religions for which a provision of 2.5 crore rupees was made. The Goa government had earlier tied up with IRCTC to enable senior citizens to visit shrines of their choice. The parliament has been adjourned today for an indefinite period by Bharatihari Mehtab, who was in the chair. The Rajya Sabha passed the National Bank of Financing Infrastructure and Development Bill 2021 by voice vote. The bill was earlier passed in the Lok Sabha on March 23rd. It aims to support the development of long-term non-recourse infrastructure financing in India, including the development of the bonds and derivatives market necessary for infrastructure financing. The Joint Committee of Parliament examining the Personal Data Protection Bill has been given extension till the monsoon session to submit its report. The JCP was constituted in Lok Sabha in December 2019 and was expected to submit its report in this budget session. Minakshi Lekhi of the governing Bharatiya Janata Party moved a motion seeking extension up to the monsoon session of Parliament for the 30-member panel to submit its report. By the way, now I must tell you that at News Laundry, we've been covering the elections in Bengal and Kerala as part of a special NL Sena project. Last week, my colleague Nidhi travelled to Manjeshwaram, a small but significant assembly constituency in Kerala's Kasargod district, to assess the BJP's political stars, which are apparently shining quite brightly. The story is available on our website, newslaundry.com. It's titled, Why BJP is Counting on Manjeshwaram to Make a Mark in Kerala. If you like our reportage from the ground, please do consider subscribing to News Laundry. You can do so by heading over to the website and clicking on the red subscribe button on the top right-hand corner. Our cheapest subscription costs only 300 rupees a month, so please extend your support to independent media and pay to keep news free. The Supreme Court has quashed an FIR lodged against the editor of Shillong Times, Patricia Mukim, for allegedly creating communal disharmony through a Facebook post. The judgment was delivered by a bench of Justices L. Nageshwara Rao and Ravinder Bhatt on a plea filed by Mukim against the Meghalaya High Court's order dismissing her plea to stop criminal proceedings. Mukim had hit out at the Law Sotun Village Council on Facebook for failing to identify the murderous elements after five boys were attacked at a basketball court in July 2020. She was booked under Section 153A of the Indian Penal Code, which criminalizes promoting enmity between different groups on grounds of religion, race and language. The Council for Meghalaya government had earlier claimed in the top court that communal colour was given to the scuffle between minor boys. Mukim's post, it claimed, showed that there was a communal incident between tribal and non-tribal people. Eleven people were picked up and two were arrested in the case. The police complaint was filed against Mukim by the village council on July 6 last year for her post on the social media platform, alleging that her statement incited communal tension 
and might instigate communal conflict. The United States is planning to impose sanctions on two conglomerates controlled by Myanmar's military over the February 1st coup and a subsequent deadly crackdown. The move by the US Treasury to blacklist Myanmar Economic Corporation or the MEC and Myanmar Economic Holdings Limited or the MEHL and freeze any assets they hold in the United States came today. The US and Britain as well as the European Union and Canada have already imposed some sanctions against top generals including Commander-in-Chief Min Ong Hain and the chief's adult children. But aside from three gemstone companies hit by US sanctions in February and the US Commerce Department's export blacklisting against the conglomerates, sanctions had until now not targeted the military's business interests. The military controls swaths of Myanmar's economy through the holding firms and their subsidiaries. Fashion retailer H&M is facing a potential boycott in China after a statement the company made last year expressing deep concern over reports of forced labor in Xinjiang, which has stirred a social media storm. A similar statement from Nike attracted criticism. The latest move is a sign that Western clothing manufacturers could face growing hostility in China for their public stances against forced labor in Xinjiang and for halting cotton sourcing from the region. More than eight months after, in the wake of sanctions by Western countries against China for its treatment of Uyghurs, H&M is facing online backlash from Chinese consumers. The outrage has been stoked by comments on platforms like the microblogging site Sina Weibo from celebrities and groups like the Communist Youth League and influential Communist Party organization. By yesterday evening, at least three major Chinese e-commerce platforms, Pinduovo, Jingdong and Tmall, had removed H&M from search results and withdrawn its products from sale. The actions underscored the pressures faced by foreign companies doing business in China while navigating political and cultural debates like the country's sovereignty and its checkered human rights record. China is the fourth largest market for fashion companies like H&M and Nike. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to our YouTube channel.